Hi, and welcome to Why Hub Business Connect podcast. I'm Coach Kerry from Being in Business, and I'm a mindset and business coach for startups or scaling entrepreneurs. And I'm Shannon Lancaster from Cobalt & Co, a deeply purpose-driven brand and marketing agency for businesses in Yanship and surrounds. We're here at YHub Coworking, a space to fuel the growth of startups and established businesses and facilitate valuable connections within the local community. Tune in to know you're not alone in your business journey, master your mindset and get powerful strategies to unleash your business and marketing potential for real results and set your business on fire. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning, Shannon. How are you? Good. Beautiful to see your smiling face. Likewise. So good to be here this week. We had last week off, so it's nice to get back into sharing the information with everyone. Yeah. How was your little down south getaway? Oh, it was so lovely. It really was. It was fantastic. Um, nice to, we had one of the kids come with us this Easter. So mm-hmm. that was, that was pretty special. Went down to Margaret River, down to Taunton Farm. That is a beautiful farm stay. I know you were yeah. Ferguson Valley last week. So yeah, uh, or the, the couple of weeks before. So it's so nice to just get back to nature and just have that fresh country air. I think we're both country girls at heart. Yeah. Clears your mind, doesn't it? It really does. And it's just mm. that space sometimes, you know, not having even just the physical space of not having so much around and just having trees and animals and, you know, paddocks and paddocks. Yeah. So yeah. It's, the, the air is definitely different down there than it is in yeah. the city. Yeah. So you're looking fresh. <laughs> I know. I feel a bit fresh. Although, you know, you come into a short week and it's a bit, uh, I had a short week last week because we took off a little bit early and then it's a short week this week. And it's yeah. a bit like, oh, oh, my gosh. I know, <laughs> yeah. So much to do. <laughs> it feels very compressed, doesn't it? Well, it, it feels a lot more fun, actually, when you take those yeah. little breaks. Um, ah. You have those little mental, emotional escapes and you you change the landscape. And I find they're really creative. So, like, like I'll write out workshops or have other ideas and I'll put things in. And I'm quite a, quite a visual writer, so I always have, like, pen and paper and everything with me. So yeah. it's very good for me in that sense when I go away. And the other nice thing is you come back and you do feel rejuvenated and fresh, even though there's a few things, everything just flows nice and easily. And, yeah, I love it. I love yes. it. I love, like, resyncing myself. It is. And it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. I know I'm doing it again next month and I think, oh, I'm going away on a holiday and I don't have time. I don't have time to have this holiday. Um, But what results from it, the productivity and the reset is you can't imagine it until you actually go and do it, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually that could be a whole nother um, episode talk is how we talk ourselves out of stuff. And how we sort of think we don't have time when in actual fact, our business needs to be designed around us being able to not be in it all the time and it still function and still earn money. And you have to have a level of automation or leverage in your business so that you don't feel tied to your business. That's That's the issue that I see with business owners when they're sort of five, six, seven, eight, even eight years down the track is they they very rarely take holidays because they haven't put those processes in place early. So I feel like that is a conversation we can dive into later. It's so totally. Yes. I've got so much more to say, but I'm going to stop. 
I know, I know. I really want to share. Um, I really want to re- unpack our topic today, yes, which is all yeah. around having a social media strategy and increasing ROI and what planning does. And like planning is a bit of a poo-poo word, drag. isn't it? Like, it's such a yeah. drag. Like nobody wants to be talking about planning and it's like who has time for planning, blah, blah, blah. You just get stuff done. Um, but we're going to talk about the the important aspects of not just making a plan but what type of plan and strategy do you need and what are the real outcomes and then how are you measuring those real outcomes? Yeah. So it's easy to get caught up in the the chaos of just doing stuff and that busyness. It you know, is. getting into the doing this, but without having that real conscious thought plan that you know why you're doing something and what you're aiming for. Because it's amazing how things start to line up and different opportunities and, and you know, you get might have comments on your socials or, you know, people reach out to you or just whatever those little fine, intricate details are, which is feedback back that you're in alignment and you're congruent because you've set your goal, you've set your intention, you know why you're doing something, you become more organised around it. So let's dive into, um, you know, being the marketing consultant in-house at Y-Hub, um, but, it, you know, you have your own brand for many years, you've been in marketing. So I look forward to learning from you this session. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. Yes, I know. We bounce off each other, but we learn from each other. We always get a little takeaway. I, I feel as though I'm always learning off you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to um I can't wait to, to unpack that. So tell us a bit more. Tell me what a social media strategy really is. Okay, can I jump back a step and just make it really, really simple for our listeners? Yes, please. We were just please. talking about your holidays. So you don't just wake up one day and you're in Margaret River. It doesn't happen like that. If you want to have a successful week away, you've got to plan a little bit. And it's not always a drag. It's not always a drag planning for a holiday. Like it's fun. And yep. the same applies for your social media marketing when you look at it a certain way with positivity and in knowing what a great time you're going to have when you're actually living that plan, then it's actually quite exciting to sit down and do that planning. If you look at it as in, oh, I've got to write this plan and it's all very structured and it's stifling me and I'm not going to enjoy it, then it's not going to feel good. So I think the very first Step is actually switching your mindset up around why you were making that plan in the first place because we all want to go out and enjoy ourselves and live our passion and our purpose and to do that we need to have some sort of structure in place to create that space um so yeah I just wanted to start we were talking about holidays and I just thought well that's that's a really good analogy there because you do have to kind of you know, organize your, where you're going to stay, how you're going to get there, that kind of thing. Uh, but when you do it, you've got a lot of creative freedom and the same goes for your socials. You you have that plan, but when you're implementing it, you do have that creative freedom. That's so true. And, you know, just some things that have sparked or, you know, dropped in while you've been mentioning through that analogy, obviously it's so fresh in my mind because I've just come back from Easter break, yeah. um, is when we, do, you know, the mindset does definitely need to be open, like you've mentioned. And it's so important 
for us to, as business owners, to be able to go, where is my mind at any given time? Where is my emotional feeling at any given time? Am I putting something off because I'm not clear about what that plan needs to deliver? Or am I not clear about how to make a really good plan? Um, am I not sure about what my outcomes are? Or am I not sure about how to measure that? So sometimes we can throw up these conversations that we have in our head and we can make excuses or we just want to avoid something. So we have these little mental strategies um, around what actually keeps us stuck in the not success of business yeah. and not planning is is not successful. That is not the successful way to be moving your business forward. So having an open mindset where you're actually able to go, okay, so what am I doing and where do I want to go and what's kind of coming up for me in and around my social media, my social media strategy, planning, and what I want to really achieve, what objectives I really want to achieve in my business. Um, and the other thing that you so hit the nail on the head there when you were talking about that is when we're planning for a holiday, we're really excited. We, you know, we know what we want to feel out of it. We might know where we're going. We might do a bit of research and it's really excited and, and we can't wait to go because yeah. we have a value we have put value in that exchange. Yeah, we have it. put value in what we want to receive out of that. So having a look at your business values mm -hmm. and who we are as human beings and what we value in our business is really important to have a look yeah. at because if you're not doing the planning, it's really important to kind of go, okay, so what is my message and what, am, what is my passion in my business? Why do I do what I do? And then it's coming into alignment and into congruency yeah. with those values of what motivates you and why you do what you do. And then your plan aligns with that. It's not Your plan isn't something that we do um, out of something else, like out of what yeah. we love and live and breathe and are so passionate about. Planning is not a chore. But if we're feeling like it's a chore and we have a closed mindset, then it's something we push to the side and we feel uncomfortable about. So yes. embracing the plan as part of a tool and a resource, as part of being congruent with your business to be able to do more of what it is that you love yeah, and achieve your, your objectives. And so that, that good old mental landscape, that emotional capacity and really looking at the values of our alignment with our business. Mm. So that is a total segue to I love um, that. To, yeah. to, to sort of what we've been talking about. But it's so anyway, mm. I feel like we've just taken a little but it you is know, all, down tangent street. But it's so relevant. It's the basis so of making the plan. And how do you want your social media plan to make you feel? I mean, do you want it to make you feel um, very aligned? Do you want it to make you feel confident? Do you want it to make you feel excited, um, free, growth-focused? What is it that you want your social media strategy and, as a result, the execution of that strategy to provide you with um, the opportunity to do and like you said it's it's understanding your values and how you can use your social media platform or platforms uh, how many ever many you choose to show up on um, as a vehicle to share your values to share your purpose and what 
get makes you jump up out of bed in the mornings um because i know sometimes it can be really hard to show up online if you're not really clear within yourself about what makes you excited about what you're doing so it all comes back to purpose yeah. as always doesn't it? it does as it always does you yeah. are we what do we do what do we love what do we don't love <laughs> yes yeah and that's the thing about social media i guess um a lot of clients come to me a lot of small business owners startups um, a lot of coaches or those who have a personal brand in some respect as an advisor or a consultant um, and they know that they need to be showing up on social media they know it's what they're supposed to be doing um, and it's almost as though because they perceive social media to be an obligation and something that they should be doing um, they do become a slave to the platform when in truth uh, social media is a tool. It's something that you have in your handbag or your backpack um, that helps you along your journey to achieve your goals. We don't go away on a holiday without certain things in our suitcase. We shouldn't set off in business without certain tools to help us achieve our goals. And that's what social media is. It, it's not this big fear-packed um, thing that a lot of people get caught up in thinking it is. It's not an obligation that you are tied to. It's simply a tool that you have a, the freedom to use if you choose to do so and when you choose to do so. There are no rules. Um, the only rules for yourself is that obligation to yourself to use it so that it is driving your business forward and helping you to communicate your values. Yeah, that's so true. Um, there's so much gold in just what you said just there. I feel like, like I just gave a TED talk. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I could listen to it for hours. Honestly, yeah. it's just so aligned. It's, and it's so meaningful and so relevant mm. to um, business owners and and how we approach certain things. And and sometimes it is having that perception shift, um, which really creates magnificent change in a business, especially in and around marketing, mm. is how are you seeing and what meaning are you bringing to the the actions of social media, yeah. um, whether that is like podcasting or lives or Insta or Facebook or YouTube or whatever. It doesn't matter whether it's TikTok. Um, yeah. It's how are you going to best use that tool? Yeah. And are you reaching the clients on, you know, if that are most relevant to you? Are you, how are you best connecting with them to share your brand message um, you know, we're talking about being aligned with our brand values. How do we communicate that? Like there's different posting strategies and different content that helps us, you know, really communicate our brand awareness, our client services. It's not just all about making offers and sales and pushing, pushing, pushing all the time or getting visible, getting visible, getting visible and being uncomfortable behind a camera or, you know, and having those sorts of mind challenges come up. It's about, okay, so how do I really want to connect? Absolutely. And using it as a tool to support and extend what it is that you love to do and what you love to share and how can you best share that. That doesn't mean you've got to be across all of the platforms. It's like yeah. your clients might not be across all platforms. No. And it could yeah. be super, super overwhelming. I remember digital marketing was just when I had my first businesses, my first couple of businesses, they were all word of mouth build. I didn't yeah. have a website. I didn't have Facebook. Yeah. I didn't even have a business card. For the first yeah. five years of my business, I didn't have a business card. And you know what? I threw my business cards in the bin for, for coaching 
And I, you're going to just like cringe at me now, not having a business card as a marketer. But <laughs> the best way for me is they're like, oh, have you got a business card? Oh, you just put my phone, put, yeah. put my number in your phone. Yeah. Um, and then absolutely. it's got all the contact details and stuff there. And then we're mm. actually having a discussion while they're communicating or I'll put your details in my phone and I'll send you a message and then you can save that and you can give me a call next week. Yeah. You know, it's staying top of mind and it's, you know, you're in the one compendium called our mobile phone that lives and breathes and sleeps with us. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to cringe at that, Kerry. I'll be completely brutally honest here. Thank God. I was was wondering if there was going to be any judgment on that, Shannon. No, (laughs) I have a box of business cards in the boot of my car that never, ever get used. They're in the boot of my car. They're not on my desk. They're not in the places I could be using (laughs) to promote them because I don't actually value them. I don't value business cards as such. So I completely understand with that. I don't think human relationships are built with a little piece of um, of cardboard. The other thing I wanted to jump back to there, oh gosh, it it's just gone. So much coming in. Lost what it was. That's what, that's what you said. You said, you know, um, social media about you're not always selling. And I wanted to jump in with something that can be, a little bit radical for some people, but it can also be very freeing. And that is that for not for all business owners, not for everyone, but for a vast majority, social media is not the platform to sell. You should not be trying to sell on social media at all. Social media tends to be, in the majority of cases, a top of funnel strategy, which is where you are actually creating that brand awareness Um, you are drawing new people, the type of people you want to be drawing into the customer journey, into the various touch points with you. um, And you are getting to know them, connect and build a relationship. It's not a place to be saying, build my product. I mean, purchase my product or service. It is far too early. They can do that later on when they have explored your website read your blog articles, perhaps they've been an email subscriber for a little while. Um, But it is certainly the place to invite them to sign up to your newsletter, to invite them to visit um, those, your website um, and those platforms where you do provide educational content. It is not the place to say, buy my sunnies. So if that gives you a sense of freedom in knowing you don't actually need to show up on socials to sell, run with that because you are there to bring people in to your world, into your business and to share and communicate your value. Social media is about being social. It's not about being a billboard. There is nothing about social media that's being a billboard. You can pay meta for ads. Certainly there is pay-per-click advertising, Um, but social media in its essence is about building these human relationships and connecting with those people you know you can truly serve. So And so I, I love that. Um, I really love that shift in perception for a lot of people where, you know, I know as a business consultant, you know, people are like so overwhelmed with their with their socials and just like there's so many platforms and struggle to kind of sort out what they should do and then trying to come up with content and surfing the internet and chat GPT and all of those, all those like Hootsuite and HubSpot and all them to kind yeah. of go, okay, well, how do I do, how do I plan my content and what content should I put on? And I should have yeah. like, 
of these types of posts a week and then I should have like a quote every week and you know it's like yes there are lots of different types of content that can be posted and it really is a communication tool so it's pairing it back to what do you most want to communicate and why do you want to communicate it like who are you wanting to reach and the language that we use in our posts um, Mm. and in, in the intention of what it is that we're posting down to the visual graphics that we choose that is what will resonate with your particular client and what will reach out with your client but if you're not clear first about what you want your objectives to be then how can you set your plan of actions in motion if you haven't got that worked out you're just trying to pull together some content so that you can be present and show up on all these social platforms and share it across everything. But not all posts are are best served on those platforms. So you do one piece of content and you share it across everything. Yeah. That's not necessarily. That's not going to fly. Yeah. (laughs) That is just, that's not repurposing, that's repeating. Yeah. And I think there's a very clear difference between repeating and repurposing. Repurposing is having a longer piece of, Um, content whether it be a blog or a video um, or an audio dialogue and then pulling out the relevant bits of information that then supports that topic that you're communicating and then working out from those bits of information that I've pulled out how do I want to create that bit of content for this particular platform that particular platform so it's having a look and marrying up what that long form bit of content is and then which platforms you're working with where are your where is your audience Mm. and then tailoring the content out like extracting out the bits of information and whether you're putting some of that content into a reel or whether you use that um, as a quote post or you've got it as a testimonial or a story or you know you would be you're the the master craftsman I would say Mm -hmm. Shannon in my eyes because you you know how to pull out that content and repurpose it and that's far more time beneficial to you to have like one longer piece of content and then mm. use that for repurposing because it's all centered around the one the one topic yeah and it's yeah. much easier for business owners um, that I work with to help them formulate what that topic is and have that as a monthly goal or a monthly plan yeah. and then yeah. work to extract the pieces there's a lot of work in extracting those pieces and formulating that content into mm-hmm. the way in which you want to then communicate that um to wherever your client is on whichever platform yeah and you've just said so much there i just want to jump in and say Kerry, what you Please. have just said in that that last 2 minutes um i actually run a 3 hour workshop just on that and that works. Oh, that would be amazing. I need to come to that workshop. <laughs> I need because to put me in. It is just huge. And it's um I wanted to step back just a little bit further to what you were saying Please. before about um, you know, if you're not clear on what your brand is when you're showing up, it's very difficult to formulate and execute that. At the same time, Um, I also wanted to argue the point that your social media journey, you don't show up perfect. It's an evolving journey. So when you're right, brand new, say if there's anybody listening now who is complete startup, um, launching a business for the first time, um, I have people come to me and they are just 
they might have a logo or something they've created and they're, they're not sharing it because they don't feel it's right, it's not finished, it's not ready, it's not representative. Um, they're unsure about what they're posting. But, you know, your ideal clients, not even ideal, those who you attract to your values and purposes will join you on that journey on social media. They're not going to show up at the point where you're finished and ready to share they're going to show up along your own journey. And a big part of that is being open to the idea of being vulnerable and allowing your audience to actually join you as you evolve, as you change. Um, there is nothing wrong with putting something up there where you are. So I have heard of someone who they were really struggling with their social media and they just didn't know where to show up. They weren't set on their brand. So what they did, they set themselves a seven-day challenge. And for seven days, they did a morning Facebook Live where it was almost like a journaling vlog into, the own, into their own deep dive, into their purpose, their values, why they're doing what they're doing, Um what they want to achieve in their business, what's important to them, what's not important, that sort of thing. And that process, so it was alive and then they repurposed it for YouTube, um, set them up for the rest of their business, for the rest of their social media marketing, et cetera, because they were putting themselves out there. They were putting everything out there, um, their flaws, their weaknesses. So there was nothing that they were holding back. So there was nothing that they were ever questioning themselves about posting because they thought, well, everyone's seen everything anyway. Everyone knows my rawness. Now I can go ahead and do what's really important to me. So it was almost a purging act, I suppose, as well as a growing and developing act in that they were unleashing the stuff they felt they needed to hide back. So if you're a startup, you may feel like you need to show up and say, appear that you are a successful business, that you've been doing it for a while. There is nothing wrong with showing up and saying, hey, I just scored my first client today or I just had my first month where I broke even in my business. There is nothing wrong with that. People aren't going to judge you negatively. Rather, they're going to build that connection and say, hey, this is someone I can really relate to. So what I wanted to jump back there and say was, yes, it can be hard to show up if your brand isn't evolving, but that is almost the reason that you do need to show up if you're not completely solid on your brand. You need to show up to actually undertake that journey and start to develop that sense of confidence and practice your that elevator pitch, practice talking about what you do and why you do it, because that is that's all part of the journey. Um yeah, it it really is. And oh gosh, Shannon, that was just really really powerful and potent in what you've just shared and it is that being in that space of vulnerability with authenticity and integrity like there's a real honest space within ourselves that honors our own business journey mm. that we don't have to go into imposter syndrome by having an identity of um, a successful business owner, a successful business or brand or whatever it is, and then we have to race and scramble to try and get up to that as we recreate ourselves from working for somebody else or, you know, just, you know, the past experiences and then you go into business and it's something very new. There's always that incongruency that only time can 
um, heal in that yeah. in that aspect of going from who you've known yourself to be and who everybody knows you to be into starting your own business and following your own dreams and following your own heart's desires and passions and then having everybody question that or judge that or have an opinion on that and then you've got this business identity here and this is where everybody, all of your competitors are in the in the market and you're sort of starting down here, yeah. there, there can be an incongruency and that is quite often called imposter syndrome because our mm. identity of who we know ourselves to be and the identity of who we want to become are very different. So yeah. I love that what you actually just mentioned there in showing up authentically and sharing your journey people will watch that journey unfold mm. and it's almost like planting the seed and just continuing to reconfirm why you're doing what you're doing and yes. staying in that inspired action and staying in that space of in um, the inspiration of creativity that comes in, which is why we start our own business. Yeah. And that is like the building blocks to creating your identity. It's owning where you are. And it's sharing, which is a very vulnerable space, which you yeah. and I both work with our clients to overcome because it's such a tricky space yeah. um, at times for business owners. It's sharing the and owning the responsibilities yeah. that are going to go on with the with following your dreams and your desires. Mm -hmm. It's actually taking that space and going, well, this is where I am now. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself to get to this point because there is like 15,000 hoops that I've already jumped through yeah. to get to start my business right now yeah. and I love that you know through action comes clarity and yeah. if you're not talking about your message and you're not just even if it it's going to evolve however we show up right now is different to how we're going to show up in a year's time yeah. but that difference is that we've spoken to more people we've shared more we've digested more we've tried some things we've gone oh we don't like that so much I'm going to formulate and go down this rabbit hole and it only comes through taking action. It doesn't come from being not visible and silent, whether that's in yes. social media, whether it's not turning up to networking, whether it's not finding your community. All of that is marketing. Yeah. And not knowing where you're going to place your energy and your intention and your focus for the greatest result yeah. is, is just, it's key. It's vital to the life force yeah. of our business is to have that plan and have that strategy. That is one of the clearest explanations of what marketing actually is I have ever heard. And I think sort of the, the biggest nugget, gold nugget in there for me, is that social media or any online or in-person platform that you are using to share your message, i.e. market yourself, um, it's about reconfirming your purpose. I loved that. It's all about reconfirming why you show up every day and why you do what you do. And, and that is what we're here to do, isn't it? Um, and the other thing I wanted to jump back and say is, yes, you are always changing, even if you're not showing up, your brand and your business is always changing. Um, and it brings me back to that um, Buddhism notion of, you know, everything is temporary social media everything is temporary um and yeah. you cannot control the perception or ideas that your audience formulate about you your business or your brand um you can only control the way that you show up you can't control what people are going to think or do in response 
to your post, your story, your reel, um, a comment that you make on somebody else's. And it's not your responsibility to do so. Um, yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people are feeling so drained and tired and enslaved to socials in that they're actually going beyond their own self-responsibility and trying to take that responsibility for their audience. And that's not their role. So how do you coach people around that, Kerry? Because I think that's something really key um, in succeeding on social media. That is, yes. And, and that is one of the things that I imagine you see with your clients that trips them up every time and yeah. gets them into that real chaotic, busy, oh, I'm so busy all the time. Blah, blah, blah. And it's, that, that's where the big drain in the energy is the doing, 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 doing. Yeah. But the thing is we're trying to please other people. Yeah. And the energy gets drained because the congruency isn't within their own authenticity. They're not aligning their message and what they're communicating with their intention of their business, yeah. their brand of their business, their values of the business, because yeah. they're afraid about what other people think. They're afraid about being judged. Yeah. They're afraid about the criticism. Yeah. You know, they're afraid that they don't, they're not going to meet the expectations because they have their expectations set differently to where they actually are now. Yeah. And so when we place that responsibility over to others, rather than just taking responsibility for your own dreams and desires and yeah. taking inspired action to fulfill that mm. and, and sharing your message with that intention and that purpose. Yeah then we're actually handing our energy over to others. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the creative fertility that comes from that inspired place Yeah. that sometimes is that deeper wisdom that just throws the idea or that inspiration or the, I can talk about this topic or I should share this. And then the thought process comes in to dampen that excitement and that passion because what will other people think of me and, oh, I haven't done my hair today so I can't do a live or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is mm. that takes us away from that inspired action in that moment or on that planned journey. Yeah, yeah. Because we're giving, giving our value. energy. It does. If you don't show up on a certain day because you haven't done your hair, um, all of these people are going to miss out on that value that you have to provide. And if you are a purpose-driven business owner, you have a lot of value to share. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so it's rewiring the perception of it's actually about other people. It's yeah. not. It's actually yeah. about you. Yeah. It's about your purposeful intent and your work yeah. and your mission mm -hmm. and your passion. And yeah. it's serving that for the betterment of others. Yeah. It's I not doing that. things because of the expectation of others or what other people will think. Don't hand, don't be so quick to hand your um, energy over. Yeah. As business owners, we have a lot of things that we need to do and staying congruent and coming into more of an alignment of owning who you are and what that dream and that desire is, is far more powerful and yeah. energetic. And what you're actually creating is more of the magnetic resonance for people to find you yeah. because energetic-wise, what you're actually putting out there has a far bigger capture rate, connection yeah. rate, yeah. than trying to please other people. Mm -hmm. The only thing that captures is your ego and your ability to play small into the hands of others rather than empowering yourself 
which M, which is me backwards, funny, yeah. my power, yeah. empowering yourself to work out what are my mental resistances, what are the old values that somebody else has handed down to me from past experiences. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually be starting to unpick that to come into wholeness of who you are, to own your mm. journey. And, wow. and yeah. visibility becomes not even a question. Mm. Being yeah. perfect, not even a question. Yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome, also not even a question. You mm. don't even give the, the, there are just no thoughts that come up about that. There's no emotional resistance that comes up about that. Once you actually make that switch and actually transform that perception and those those beliefs that you've held so strong yeah. that have got you to that point where you're, that is your thinking and that is the chaos and the busyness of having to churn the content and, oh, yes. not, don't make this comment because somebody might not like me and da-da-da, yeah. and that's my future reputation and blah-blah-blah-blah, all of those stories. Yeah. They stopped it. Yeah. Stopped. Done. Yep. come into wholeness anyway and then that's that's huge <laughs> <laughs> that's all of it, isn't it um and once you have reached that stage that is where you can show up and you can say i am here i am ready yes so we are here we are ready absolutely and, we, and we get to this space we've already created so much more space within ourselves and our business to achieve our purpose I think this is the space now where you're in a really healthy, really positive, um, you've got the flow ready to achieve um, maximum return on investment in your social media efforts, but not just return on financial or time investment, um, but also return on energetic investment because you're putting into it um, a very purposeful um, and aligned strategy that is going to circular around and have far greater impact um, yeah. than a post here and a post there. And I think that's where we need to look at why are we showing up on a certain platform um, and how can we use that as a platform, literally it's our platform, to communicate our value and that's what a social media strategy is all about it's about how do I use that platform as a tool to communicate the value that I have to share to achieve my purpose and that's where you can sit yeah. down and go this is exactly what I can do to achieve that and it will evolve it will change it's not going to be a one-page A4 social media plan that stays the same time after time after time a social media strategy is is essentially a certainty in knowing why you are showing up on what platform on what at what time for what purpose and what you want to achieve out of it if you're very clear mm -hmm. on that then you can actually sit down and measure the impact that you are having um and way where you may need to diverge or change things or continue to evolve so I've got a couple of questions um, yeah. that our listeners might might have had as well as we're going through this information. Um, yeah. So I sort of got a visual that, that came into mind as you were explaining that. And it's sort of like, you know, we have this, we're on a stage and mm -hmm. we have this message to share. 
Like we've yeah. got our performance of what it is that we do um, or our service or whatever. So, so we're the main character on that stage. Yeah. And let's just say we're in like one of, a, one of these massive concert halls yeah. and you've got your VIP seats at the front, your mm-hmm. box tickets, and yeah. then you've got like the B class, which is um, sort of the next row back, you know, the next section back, and then you've got the ones that are a little bit higher up and... Um, sorry, I just need to mute for a second. (laughs) I wanted to continue with that analogy because I think I know what Kerry is getting at um, in that. So you're standing on the stage. So if you've got a band here that are performing um, and they're talking and they're sharing certain things, um they may be a fairly new brand they might band I should say they might not have very well-known songs um but they may be able to engage their audience more successfully than someone who shows up and they're singing cover songs for a very well-known band etc um although the audience understand those songs better the audience is responding to that presence on stage even though they are new even though their content isn't known etc and how is that so did you catch any of that Carrie? is that sort of yes, what you're getting at I did yeah so there's um in in layering to that so it's having the right audience in the chair yeah and I, I love that you just picked up and ran with that analogy. That was just like on the top <laughs> like of my mind. Because, yeah. You know, is it, it's like real life, real life stuff when you're doing a live recording and then you have this totally. like background noise yeah. that is coming in over the top. And it's like, ah! <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, that's life. And we're talking about when things don't go according to plan. Sometimes you don't have to be totally polished and perfect. Well, this is one of those times and yeah. we just totally own it and, and bounce off each other. And I just love that. Um, we so we think. Um, so we were just talking about, you know, the type of audience that actually comes in and where are they seated? Like those that value you more and are sort of a little bit like they want whatever it is that you have or you offer or they resonate with you, um, with your message or your planning. Um, then they're sort of in those VIP seats. Like they're yeah. ready to take action. They want yeah. to hear what you're saying. Like they're hanging on every word. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of get a little bit further back as they get higher up the ranks and into the, mm. those, you know, if that's the A group, you've got the DEF, that's kind of a little yeah. bit higher up, a little bit further back. Their tickets aren't quite as expensive. Um, yeah. And then you also have, okay, so if we have a look at those, you know, from the A section to the EF section, which mm. platform is going to resonate with that audience most? Mm. So it might be that you put more of your time and energy into Facebook and TikTok if yeah. that's where your audience are. So yeah. if you took a, a, an insight and a helicopter view of those, those clients that are sitting in, those, in that front row um, VIP status, yeah. where are they coming from? Are they like, because that's where you also want to center most of your time, I would think. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it's a podcast, okay, so maybe I want a bit more longevity with my content um, and my B-row might be podcasting because it's always there. It's consistent. They can find out about me. There's resources, you know, whatever, whatever that is, um, mm. or a YouTube or a something. And then that's your next row of audience. And so that's your next platform. 
Yeah. yeah. And so as we sort of go back into the ranks where they're paying a lower ticket and they're a bit further away, that might be the digital platform that you spend the least amount of time on. And if you don't quite get there, um, then that's okay. Yeah. You don't have anything to put on TikTok if your audience isn't there, but you just have an interest in it and you want to try it and give it a go. Great. Get everything else sorted out first. Get yeah. into a good process and a routine. Um, know what you're delivering. Work out your plan and your strategy and make TikTok your, you know, e-group that yeah. you'll get to in six months' time or 12 months' time and take the pressure off yourself mentally and emotionally that you've yeah. got to be across everything all the time that you have to show up equally for every row. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It might be okay to show up that the rows a couple will of change. times. The people in the rows will change. It's not going to yeah. stay the same. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and that's the part of when you have the ROI, you've got a plan and you've got a strategy, that one page that you talked about, um, yeah. you can measure that. If you mm. don't even have that, then how do you know what to show up on, what to change, where your audience is? Maybe you've got a new content or a new product and they're on a different platform. Yeah. So how are you going to communicate that? Yeah, yeah. So if we if we don't have anything in place to start with, mm. then we're not actually properly, properly doing the metrics. No. We're not doing and the you, measuring. And you don't want to spread yourself too thin as well. That's mm -hmm. the thing. I mean, no. um, some of the best concerts are those intimate ones that have the greatest impact so you know and the most profound if your platform that you love and you can truly serve and share your value is just one platform I have a client who came to me a couple of weeks ago now and um, she needed her website redone and I said where are you showing up at the moment and she said on Facebook I only show up on Facebook and nowhere else and hear me being quite um, taking a marketing strategy perspective, I went, how is that working for you? Because I know um, what the reach of Facebook is when you're doing organic, i.e. unpaid um, marketing on that platform. And I just thought, surely this is not going to be very successful. But she had a very highly engaged audience and she was performing really well on that platform. She was really serving her clients so that when she was showing up people were listening what she had to say and she was using Facebook to get her audience to the stage where she could simply they were that warm she could reach out and say to them hey let's book in for a chat etc um, and they had a very high conversion rate I think she has about a she thinks it's about an 80 percent conversion rate from channeling them through Facebook to simply engaging them in that call to action, which I just went, okay, I am completely surprised. That is the first time I have heard about that. Um, but it showed how authentically she was showing up on that platform, how aligned yeah. she was with her message. And it goes to show you could be standing on a cardboard box or you could be standing on a box of pure gold. If what you're sharing is really high value, people are going to show up to look at you on that box, no matter what it's paid, made of or how strong yeah. it is, et cetera. And it's the same for platforms. Yeah. And I imagine mm. her energy in managing just one platform and the yes. content for that platform. You know, yeah. she has one group that she's thinking of. 
yeah. and one group that she's sharing that message and supporting and, and connecting with. So, and that does grow over time. Mm. Also having the expectation that, you know, something's going to go viral. Well, that's not always the case. Yes. And do and you want to be a want something to go viral? Is a, that a, a one, a, yeah. yeah. Or is it a one-hit wonder? Or, yeah. yeah, is that what you think you should be doing? Like, is that yeah. what you know, an ROI that you should be hitting? Or yeah. is that? And when we sort of say should, that's generally an expectation from somewhere else, from outside of ourselves. Yeah. Um. So I think, in summary, so so what we've sort of been talking about because we do bring in a lot can more I just stop here a second because I don't yeah. I just don't want to get um share the wrong idea so I did say that she only shows up on Facebook I don't want to give anybody the idea that you can have your business just show up on Facebook and run a successful business because on the side she is very very active in um networking groups so she does show up and she gets a lot of her people come into Facebook via showing up in person on those groups. So she's not yeah. just showing up on Facebook. Um, and that's a really important thing as well. Yeah. So mo most of her Facebook is local or yes. somewhat local in the sense that's of right. it it's, it's a face-to-face. -face. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your district because I know a lot of my clients are flying all over the place, yeah. um, you know, in different parts of the world and different states and what have you. And yeah they build a local audience wherever that local is because it's face-to-face. Yes. -face. yes, yeah. And that, and that definitely has a higher retention rate because it's that natural, organic, human-to-human -human connection. It is. And it's the same as coming here to YHub if you start coming along to the Coffee and Connects or the Sundowners and you are building those real relationships with people, then, yes, have one or two platforms that you show up with, show up on and share your message consistently share high value and show up there to share that value. Um, and the, those people will come from the Coffee and Connects, from the Sundowners, et cetera, to your platform. They will engage with you, follow you, support you. They'll be your cheerleaders because they like you, trust you, know you. Um, and if they are someone who is perfect for you to be serving, um, then perhaps one day they will become a client, depending on how long your um, customer journey tends to take I know for some industries it takes a lot longer for example for accountants it will take someone you know on average 12 months from meeting that accountant to actually becoming a client so that's not go to a networking breakfast follow them on Facebook Instagram whatever and then convert the next day that's a very long relationship building yeah time um yeah but the essence is the relationship. Yes, absolutely. And the, the other thing, maybe they may not even become clients, but they may become your biggest advocate. Yes, that's right. And and share. So you're getting referrals through the relationships. Yes, yeah. You Everybody know, has value that's in just some as sort as of way. That's right. And we all play our role together yeah. as a community. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that point. I think that's mm. that's very, very important. Um, and if we're not networking and having some contribution and having even if it's just our business colleague network, yeah, that you know we we absolutely need that. We're not lone islands, and we don't have to do everything on our own. And it's one of the biggest entrepreneurial myths that yeah. I have come across is mm. you know I'm I, I've started my business, I have to do it on my own. 
Actually, yeah. no. No. <laughs> the business journey is not designed for you to do it on your own. Mm. Human beings are not designed. not designed. We are designed to be independently responsible. Yeah. But it doesn't mean to say we have got to be the warriors with the sword on our back and a few snacks in our bag and we're setting off into the wilderness to carve our own path. That's like right. we do not have to travel that alone. Yes. Yeah. So that's, no, that's I just beautiful. wanted to make a point mm. of that. Um, <laughs> just but, pictures of Zelda or something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the I old hero's journey. quickly run through. I'm thinking that people might, those who are listening might be thinking, I understand, I'm feeling clear, I know why, I don't know how. How do I create I this? just going to ask you that. Mm. So tell us how to start to get a bit of a, a formulate yes. a strategy or a plan so yes. that the inspired yeah. actions can come. Tell and us about that, This is going Shannon. to be very brief because, like I mentioned, even a small part of this is is, is a workshop for us. It, it It's an undertaking, yeah. a journey. Um, yes. But in essence, when you're setting out to create your social media strategy, um, if we're talking about a content strategy here, we're talking about what you are posting, what content you are putting out on that platform, a content strategy needs to start with your content pillars. So content pillars, think about if you're that band on stage, what are, no, sorry, that's not a good analogy. Content pillars are, and I'm not even going to go with an analogy. I'm just going to say what they are. Sure. <laughs> what are those three important areas or topics that show you as being established, authoritative and trustworthy um, within your field and also develop a relationship where you are known, liked and trusted? So I know those are very cliche words in the marketing world. I don't know if they are in the world in general, that sense of eat, established, authoritative and trustworthy and known like to trust. But they're cliche for a reason. And that is because they're very true. They're very effective. So you've got your content pillars. Sorry, you go there, Kerry. No, no, I was just going to say, absolutely. And the reason it's cliche um, well, what people perceive it as being cliche is because they haven't got the meaning behind it. Mm. When in actual fact, it's it's a model of which we can learn, and it doesn't matter whether it's marketing because it's also in sales. Yeah. It's a model in which we can learn to one understand ourselves, two understand other people, and three connect. Yes, it's relationship. It is actually yeah. relationship building. So I just wanted to mention that. But please keep going. Yes. No. And it's I find it hard to explain that part. So thank you. You did um, it amazingly. Yeah. You did it amazingly. So you've got your content pillars. I usually say to people three. You can have three to five. So you could have three main pillars and two sub pillars if you really wanted to have a stable coliseum you were building. So your content pillars may be, for example, um, showing that you are highly knowledgeable um, and on top of industry knowledge in your given industry. So that might be um, where you are writing articles or sharing industry news, memos, information that will serve your clients really well. 
Um, you might have a pillar there that is talking about how you are established in your industry, in your business and in your brand. And that might be sharing things like um, a, a long journey that you've had with a client over several years, a case study or a testimonial. Um, it might be sharing something like your two-year, five-year, 10-year anniversary in business. Um, it can be anything that relates to showing your business as established. So it's got roots um, and you haven't just sprung up. Now, I know that this is where imposter syndrome can come in a little bit if you're a startup and you say, how do I show that I am established? And that is where you don't need to say, hey, this was day one of business. You can say, when I was starting out um, as launching a marketing agency, yes, it was only day one of the agency, but I had been a copywriter for five years before that. I had been a writer for seven, eight years before that. I had been a creative writer, um, someone who loved literature and language, basically since the day I was born or learned how to talk. Um, so sharing your brand or business as established doesn't have to be that concrete. You can still share value um, on any space or time. It doesn't have to be a certain date. So you've got established. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's really good because mm. my brain was sort of thinking, hmm, how do new people, you know, yeah. people that are just recently, and I mean, when I say recently, I mean in the in the last 12 months yes, or, or two years, I haven't got that longevity um, of really established businesses that are then moving into uh, a premises or growing a team to 10 yeah. or, you know, they yeah. haven't got that, what they perceive as um, mm. being established. So I'm so yeah. glad that you mentioned yeah. that. Well, we've got a fairly new member here um, at YHub and she has a home organisation business. So she's a startup um, and she's just started going around to clients and vulnerable people in the community and helping them get not that just, just their stuff, but their lives and their mental space organised um, so that they can have a bit more freedom in their lives. And while she's only been in that business for a little bit of time, um, you know, before that she was a school teacher for many, many years and the experience and knowledge and the soft skills that she has developed um, through that time, through working with students, young children who are evolving and growing um, and the psychological and emotional development there, she brings all of that into this new business and that is a channel for her to share her value as being really established in this area, even though the business yeah. is only a few months old. And that sometimes we start uh, so often, I don't say sometimes, it is so, so often, even like really established businesses, you bring back to why they started in the first place, it's because they had the experience yeah. some experience behind them which are then transferable skills or very specific skills that they've brought into their business um and i know the um i know the lady that you're mentioning right now and she is just a natural organizer yes and so it, it sort of makes sense to bring in what she naturally is passionate and love to do and the way in which she has in her life to mm. bring that all in to make the perfect business for her 
yeah and in a way that she is serving her um, clients and her community so yeah. you know it's like that's why we go into business for ourselves because we make a business doing yeah. what we love doing what yeah. we're good at um mm. and doing sometimes with things that come natural to us all the actual businessing yeah. side of things like yeah. sales and marketing and you know mm. planning and whatever is is kind of the stuff that we have to learn about business and who we need yes. to become as a business owner yeah but it doesn't give us any less credentials or credibility in who we are when we are starting our business that's exactly or, right or about our business yeah. so it's such yeah. a golden point that you mentioned there and even to share I can share a very personal story here in that you do learn as you go along and you do have those aha moments when you go oh that's why so for example I yeah. whilst I was working in copywriting and writing etc um, my own transition into marketing came because I grew up as a, a ballet dancer, lots of different types of dancing. And a big part of the personal development journey for me was learning how to show up on stage and perform. Um, I had to actually learn how to get out there um, and put myself out there. And so for me, it came very naturally to show up and share a message but I could see that for the people that I was working with, that didn't come as naturally. So that's yeah. uh, an example there of I was quite established in being able to guide and support. I was also a dance teacher, so I could coach and mentor dance students to show up on stage, in competitions, in class, etc. even though it wasn't necessarily that I'd been running a marketing agency for many years. So there are many ways that you can achieve it. Mm. yeah absolutely and we just learn the skills when we need to fill in the gaps yeah but we, we people have so many transferable skills yeah um, that can transition them into that you know even if they don't like you said not labeled like that so yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's wonderful yeah awesome. it's this messy game called life and yeah. then your other pillar might be something that you are either showing yourself as trustworthy if you are a very local business this is where I encourage local business owners to show them as show themselves as how they are embedded and part of their local community um, so if you are a business that say maybe your content is considered to be quite dry you might be a banker or an insurer or a broker or something like that where people might not actively look at your content on socials and go oh, that's so interesting and follow you all the time um, but if you are say a insurance broker who is very involved in the local football club you coach football um, you support the school PNC um, you're doing your surf life-saving or something in your local community if you are consistently sharing that sort of content um, you are organically and naturally building that connection with people you are showing your audience that you are human your brand is human um, there is more to you than just being able to figure out a good deal on someone's insurance you're committed mm to your local community and in turn people will see that and they will want to support you because they know you support your local community so if they do mm. need your services or if they know someone else who does they're going to refer you because they've built that relationship um, by following you on social media so a lot yeah. of people say to me can I post that that's not relevant that has nothing to do with my line of work but if you think about it as a um a pillar that supports 
what your values are and your value is that you are community minded or maybe you are sustainability minded and you're very focused on creating a better future for your kids, that kind of thing, that pillar is just as important as that industry knowledge. So all of your content going forward when you create your strategy, you've got your content pillars. You want to make sure that everything you post is directly linked to one of those content pillars. If you see something or if you are trying to think of something and you're not sure whether or not to post it, you can simply look at or think about your content pillars, say, which one does it fit into? And if it doesn't fit into any of them, then you should not be posting it. In the same way you're planning your content, if you're going to sit down and plan your content for a week or a month, you can sit down and make sure that each week you are planning content around those three pillars. So you might have Mondays, you share content pillar one, Wednesdays two, Friday three. Um, if you do have that on the ground community type pillar um, or sustainability or something, I always suggest those, that pillar is shared between a Friday and a Sunday because that's when people are in switch off mode and they want to be enjoying that stuff um, in life that's not necessarily work industry, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas your industry knowledge and type content, you're going to be sharing earlier in the week where people are truly in generally always in work mode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from here, um, you've got, so you've got your marketing. I don't like to say funnel because it's very kind of structured and generic and cliche, but you've got your model that you're draw, trying to talk to your your audience um, and draw them into. So you're using social media to share content that is valuable, that is not sales. You're not saying, hey, buy my insurance product. Um, and then it's thinking about what sort of content and what role does that play. So content on social media, mm. you might be writing a blog or an article for your website. Now, the purpose of that blog or article is going to be to educate your reader and it's also going to be to talk to search engines so that search engines can share your content with those you want visiting your site. But that aside, you have written, written this blog article. Now, how do you integrate that into a social media strategy? And I just want to stop here and say it might not be a blog. For you, it might be a podcast, it might be a video, it might be you've designed an infographic or something like that. Mm. And this is exactly what you were saying earlier about you've decided to have this piece of content in this content pillar. So you've got a piece of content yeah. in a content pillar. Pretend it's a cake. How, what sort of decorations are you going to put on this cake? These are the decorations that are you going to share on your social media platforms. So when I map this out in the workshop that we run, we've got this one piece of content that directly serves our business and shares our value. This piece of content has all these different decorations on it. Um, and when we mapped it out, I think last week we did it and we had 26 different types of posts that we could share on social media just from this one piece of content. So that's, wow, where that's you amazing. Down. Yeah. That's where it becomes really efficient in time. That's right. In, yes. in having your strategy understood and clear or, or working towards getting it clear. 
Yes. And even just taking the time to do the planning because yeah. that's so much gold. I mean, who wouldn't yeah. want to do just one type of long-form content and have 26 um, social posts and know where they need to go, when they need to mm. go there, um, what they're going to achieve, what the purpose is. And it's value-aligned. It's directly value, value it comes aligned. back to your Absolutely. content pillars, which comes back to your purpose. Yeah, so you're yeah. feeling confident in that content that you're putting out there. Knowing mm. the specifics of it gives you that creative freedom to create content um, that really does mm. ignite you and set your heart on fire. So, And I just with what you just said there, that overcomes writer's block of going, oh, I need to do a blog because, you know, it's important yeah. for my website and it's good for SEO and I want to share this. I've got so much mm. information to share. And then sitting down and going, oh, I don't really know what to share. Mm. Or writing something that's just totally irrelevant and totally off the mark, yeah. which is out of alignment yeah. to yeah. what is really the content that's really going to drive those objectives, those business objectives, the communication objectives, um, the client connection, the service and and the value in the, in the offer of what it is you do and why you do it. Not necessarily yes. the offer as buy my sunnies. Mm. Um, that, you know, it's like it's building all of that. So very, very good strategy. And very it goes so process. much deeper. Jumping back to the sunnies, if you are yep. a sunglasses creator um, and you're very, your purpose is in the sustainability piece and you're all about love recycled plastics so you like making sure glasses don't go to landfill and stuff that gives you the basis to start building these really valuable collaborations and connections that are going to share your content you're going to collaborate together on social media and then your reach is going to be so much further than if you're just sitting here with your sunnies that you know recycled plastic but you're not able to share that message with the world yeah Mm. Yeah, so true. And also, you know, even from the pre-collaboration stage, mm. in knowing what to create in yeah. the articles or the, the format in that initial long post, that's what collaborators can also be drawn to you for. Yes, yeah. So they can find you or they can come across you on something else and then go and research you and then there's this information about the values and the pillars and what you stand for and what you offer and how you yeah. go about things yeah. um, for them to be able to reach out to you. As business owners, when you're in that um, aligned congruent space, things come to you. Yes, That's the magnetic resonance of that and the reach mm. that you have with that. People will find you. It's not yeah. always you going out to do the hustle, 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 hustle all the yeah. time. That's right. You yeah. have to take the action. Yeah. You have to have the commitment. Yeah. And you've got to have the strategy and the mm. intention and the objection, the yes. objective. Um, and then that's what you're creating to magnetise towards yourself. Mm. So, so we're, all, we're always co-creating in the design of our business and our marketing and our sales mm. and things. We're always co-creating from that very, very initial, what do I want to achieve out of this yeah. or where is my highest um, aligned heart desire? Yeah. And you might so not even be completely cool. aware. I mean, you know, no. if you're building this really high value content, say it's a blog, say it's a video, whatever it may be, um, and those who are aligned with your values might simply reference that blog on their own blog or landing page or whatever, you don't even know in the background that Google is identifying that link and saying, 
hey, your business has a lot more authority in my eyes. I'm going to rank, rank you higher in the search engine results. And all of a sudden, yeah. more people are seeing your website. And that's not something that you did on purpose. It's simply a result mm. of actually producing content that is very aligned with your values and also your business goals. Yeah. Mm. I imagine, um, actually, Shannon, this isn't something that I've asked. So I hope it's okay Yeah, I do actually ask it on Mm. our live um do you provide I mean you mentioned the workshop so um do you provide just the consultation side of things to help people make that strategy and that plan so that then they can go away and continue to work on that themselves yeah um would they be would they be better off like coming to the workshop I didn't know you would you had a workshop available Mm. so definitely put me down for that one yeah Um, (laughs) or would they be better off like coming to the workshop and Mm. working with others to to work through that process together? Yeah. Look, it depends on what stage you are at in business Um, and it depends on the sort of capital you've got behind you, what sort of investment you can make in your marketing at that given time. If you are bootstrapped, i.e. you're starting from zero um, or your business has reached a stage where it has stagnated and it's not um, scaling and building profit as quickly as you would like then certainly a workshop is a good accelerator um, to get things moving it's also very good for those who are just starting out and really want to get that um, understanding and develop their brand so right from the heart core of it Um, we also do sort of consultations and setups where we will have small business owners or startups or entrepreneurs. We also work with thought leaders. So they might be a business advisor or a consultant or a coach um, or an accountant or a lawyer, and they want to develop their own personal brand um, and thought leadership, even though they might work for a big organisation, they want to develop their own um, personal brand. And that is when a client or a business will come to us and we will nut out the brand strategy, um, the marketing strategy, and we can also get you set up with the templates um, so that you can simply jump in and be creating this content that is already branded for you, feels aligned, and you simply, all you have to worry about is actually putting the content in and putting it out there and you've got the content plan. So that makes it very, very easy. So we, oh, that sounds very supportive. Yeah, yeah. We recognize <laughs> that, um, the, that, that um, design um, and copywriting is a real time sucker if it is not mm. your area of expertise. So that's why these templates can be really quite helpful. Yeah. And it is recognizing for business owners where the strengths are and yeah. how to really mine the gold within you. Yes. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's learning the skills over time mm. so that we, through action, become better in certain areas, whether it is copywriting or graphics or, you know, and if you're just not that way inclined and you're not interested, then you yes. get somebody else to talk Yes, you. if you are not interested. I can vouch yeah. myself, you know, if it's anything to do with admin or accounting or bookkeeping, 
I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From my perspective, yes, I'm all over and very proactive in the marketing side of things. Um, but I recognize there are people out there who are very proactive and interested and passionate about um, bookkeeping. Numbers. Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that different language. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a different side of the brain. Different side yeah. of the brain. Um, yeah. So. And I then think... I wanted to ask you, Kerry, as well, yeah. if um if someone's feeling in this earlier stage where they are perhaps experiencing that imposter syndrome or uncertain or fe fearful about how to show up, how to share those vulnerabilities, et cetera, do you offer, because I actually don't know this, one-to-one, yeah. -one, um, like one-off coaching, coaching packages, how does that actually work? Yeah, so um, I do have lots of workshops and stuff coming coming on board from having done one-on-one -on -one coaching and sort of going, these are some common areas that really help us transcend our past experiences that are inhibiting our future development and growth and really standing in that um, passionate, inspired action space of following our heart's desire. So mm. I've got some great workshops coming up that um, over my Easter weekend was busily yeah. formatting those, Fabulous. which is pretty exciting. I'm super excited because I love the group work. Um, yeah. But sure, yeah, absolutely. You know, people can get in touch with me and then we have we, we have a bit of a chat first and sort of work out where are you at and what do you need and what's happening. And yeah. then from there we can have um, generally it's an hour and a half is, a, is the first session because that's yeah. where we really sort of start to dive in what is that past stuff that's preventing this future stuff and what do they both look like and then it's trans transitioning from one to the other and reprogramming those limiting beliefs and changing the perception, which then changes the um, mental, emotional and value landscape, which is so important. And within an hour and a half, you can generally like cap off one blockage, one area that's preventing you. And yeah. then if you need a top up and you need to just go, okay, well, I've seen something else happening in my business, um, mm -hmm. then you can book in for like another session you know, in a couple of weeks' time or a couple yeah. of months' time, whenever it surfaces, yeah. in it looks in a different way, we can go, oh, okay, well, we'll just do another little bit because there's another little string. It's never just, you know, our neuropathways never work in a way that there's just one mm. thing and we can just transform that one thing because that one thing has multiple prongs to it. So yes. sometimes we need to capture the tentacles yeah. Um, before we can change like really the root cause yeah. in its entirety because it and shows up in just different landscapes. showing up, weren't they, until... Uh, eventually really... it doesn't show up. You actually yeah. have transformed all of those tentacles uh -huh. and there is no mental, emotional resistance because you have transitioned into the congruent alignment with your highest um, mm. purpose, your Wowie. most intended so mm. not all hope that is powerful for me. Stuff. Maybe one day I'll be able to show up in a place where I can pay a bill on time. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Maybe you can just outsource that at the moment. <laughs> and not bills in yeah. business. I'm not saying personal bills. <laughs> yeah. I find I find with my clients the faster their business grows yeah. is to the degree in which they are changing their personal inner circumstances 
It's amazing the opportunities that come in, the ease they find in their business, the flow, the synchronicities Mm. that just start to, and they're like, when I work with them over a period of a few months, they're a little bit like, wow, this just happened. And they'll message me and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I get excited as well. I'm not, yeah. I'm not just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it doesn't surprise me because I know that when we shift our personal, um, the yeah. way in which we think, it changes the way in which we do stuff. Yeah. And what it is it. that we actually attract. And it is getting out of putting our energy in the space and the hands of others and taking responsibility for others when we actually just need to come home. So, um, yeah, so that's, look, I, sh- I show up with my clients wherever they need the support. And yeah. whatever they're showing up with. So yeah. I dive into my resource as as do you, having the yeah. A to Z of things and going, okay, yeah. well, they're at position D. We'll just pull out the resource for D. Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. And it's it's super fun to see. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Wow. What a huge chat that's been today. I know. It certainly has. And I hope mm. there's been absolutely some gold and some mind um, knowledge and resource and strategy and and perhaps getting people to think about things a little bit differently and being Mm. able to have the review inside and the reflection inside to go oh well how am I managing things in my business um yeah so thank you so much it's been so insightful today um I've certainly taken down some mental notes in regards to my content pillars um Mm, and I'm very connective so my socials are terrible um I'm one to admit that but it is in my plan this year to yeah I I think I will we'll catch up offline because I think you could do a very good um support service to me in having a consultation to get that all mapped out for me because like yeah. I said I don't put very much energy into my socials at all no. you've got to pick um, and choose haven't you so you do you mm. do and yeah and repurposing is just so much more valuable for a business than yeah. repeating mm. Mm. efficient That's and effective is what I always say I'm like a broken record yeah. let's make it efficient let's make it effective let's create space yeah, yeah. and yeah. absolutely and space is what we mm. all need more of isn't it as business is freedom yeah. yeah it really is and, that's and it's why creativity I, I have not met a single person who does not go into business um yeah. with that deeper desire of freedom yep mm. yep absolutely and and independence I want to do yes. things on my own terms in my own yeah. way yeah. um that I love to do exactly and that is the the dream of every entrepreneur and business owner yeah Excellent. create our life on our own terms yeah yeah lovely awesome okay thanks see you next week (laughs) bye everyone bye bye